real baseball, baby. It doesn't even matter that our intro song isn't played in full. Who cares? <laughs> I've got my guys here, Drew Creaseman, Patrick Lines, to talk about real baseball. Just like Pinocchio became a real live boy, we have true, actual baseball pitchers we've heard before. If I say that's a dangerous lineup, that's not based off of mykbostats.com that I checked out two seconds before coming on air. It's because I actually might be able to tell you five, six guys in that lineup today. Um, and it's opening day. We've already talked about a bunch of futures and stuff. I want to see if you've got more. I know we've emptied the clip. I want to see if you filled the clip back in and it's time to re-empty it. And I just want to talk about these uh great games that we have today with the first two um you know weird to have the giants in that mix but that's okay we've got three good teams and one <laughs> terrible team and uh and then you know the 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 beauty that will be friday with the rockies and everyone else getting to play so thank you fellas for being here i know rk's uh trying to close out these last three holes we had a a tie on the front nine and the back nine is being decided right now so our our thoughts are with him that's right. Very intense. Very intense. We're trying to see if they can get those old guys from altitude who've got a lot more experience on them. Uh, so anyways, while our thoughts are with them, my uh, my talking is here with you and the baseball. So, oh, and Rudo update tied on the 17th green. Beautiful. They were oh. down one shot. So we've now tied it up. So uh, well, big time stuff. And Andre, on behalf of the, the real boys, Drew and myself, uh, as we are known, uh, we are so glad to have Geppetto lead us <laughs> through today's episode of DNVR Bets. You are of Geppetto. The real boys are here, and we're gonna we're gonna try to win you some cash so that this national holiday. <laughs> oh, oh man! No. Oh no! We lose him in the middle of that. Came episode. In, good. Came in hot with oh. the Geppetto analogy. Oh. I mean, what oh. is better than that? Gosh, I, I can't even imagine what was coming next. But uh, I love that. I love the real boys, as your guys knew. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. If I, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I could be sold, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Can you? Um, I mean, we gave this out last night, RK and I. But it, it's time to to save anyone some last second money. Scherzer, Garrett Cole in this first game here, Yankees. Nationals, we like the under seven and a half. Yeah. Of course, not having Juan Soto, one of the best bats in this game, certainly makes that an even better bet. Sure. Um, and I kind of like pitchers are really good, not right. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly. To, you know. And I really like the value of taking the Nationals, who you get at a plus 150 here. You know, oh, I, I don't think the Nats will have necessarily a great season. We've talked about that, but I think in this opening day, with Scherzer on the mound, you always like your chances. Yeah, you, you've always got to like any shot. It's you, it's interesting because it's pretty common for teams to win the World Series or have their best season and then show up that next day and lay a big fat egg on, on day one because there's also been extra celebrations. They've been hanging banners. They, they've been doing – though there's going to be a lot less of that this year. There's not going to be all that bump in circumstance. And as you mentioned, really the, the biggest thing is when Max Scherzer's on the hill, like there's only so much – messing around your team is allowed to do i don't think it's going to be a good year for the nationals overall but you always you always go with max scherzer yeah yeah even against garrett cole you never know you know yeah. first game as a yankee I'm, i'll be interested to see how locked in yeah. he is but 
Okay, good. I'm glad that we're... Garrett Cole has a half of season of, uh, of being able to claim to be one of the top two pitchers in baseball, and Max Scherzer has like eight years of that. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and being a dog, like not taking yeah. days off, just coming after you, and yeah. best of luck to you. I, I love that aggressive style he has, too. Yeah. I love betting on that, because I'd yeah. much rather the aggressor who's coming after you than the guy who's trying to, you know, get a little fancy with it. Um, then Giants-Dodgers, obviously it's Kershaw on the mound. Dodgers are massive favorites. Do we like the Dodgers enough to win by, say, more two runs or more here over the one and a half? Uh, they're so huh? much better than the Giants. Who do the Giants even have on the mound? Who's their number yeah. one pitcher? Like that I Quedo. don't know. Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, who's it's pitched kind of says maybe it all right. 12 games in the last two years combined. Um, right. Johnny Cueto right. used to be a dude, used to be a guy, and he's still got some stuff in there. But the Dodgers have a, just an absolutely insane lineup. Uh, yeah, and Kershaw's not what he once was either. Right. Um, but the... No, the Dodgers are are so much better than the Giants that it's tough to know on day one what this season's going to be totally. like. But yes. talent-wise, in any other year, that's a, a bet I would take with no hesitation. In a year like this, I'm like, well, yeah. seems likely, you know, maybe don't go, <laughs> don't go hard. Maybe not a high dollar amount. There you now. go. There you go. And as uh, our producer here points out, we don't like the Dodgers here. Here, here to that. Now, the Giants under three and a half runs. Could they lay that type of an egg? I mean, in Why general, is Walker I, Bueller not out here, Drew, first off? Th there's a weird ceremonial thing. I guess you can do stuff like this when you just have dudes, but you can go either way. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, Walker Bueller is definitely the guy they'd be handing the ball to in a winner take all, you know, like a game 163 like they did right. against the Rockies. Right. Uh, just a couple of years ago. And so, but, you know, obviously Kershaw has such a long resume and, and history of success that you can go that way. Um, under, I mean, I do think offenses are going to be behind pitchers in general. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a great pitcher. It's a weak lineup. Yeah. All, all the elements are there for it. The only thing we don't know is like, how are individuals going to respond to there being no fans there? Yeah. Um, all the weirdness. That's the only thing that gives me hesitation. Again, any other year, Kershaw's going up against the Giants, and it's, you said, three and a half? Yeah. G Giants ain't scoring no four <laughs> runs on the Dodgers. Not in a normal year. No. Yeah. No, I, feel, I, I, I still don't think. I would, I would be pretty surprised if they put up a four spot. Love it. Love it. You almost did your Carlos Gonzalez voice. The Giants. Giants. <laughs> the, the Giants. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, do now we did have one listener point out that while we, you know, like in that first matchup, we like the under because of the pitching matchup, that it might be scoring is up because every pitcher will be forced to face a three batter minimum. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I think that'll start to take its toll once we get into the season a little right. bit. I think right. early on that's going to have to be to some degree by design. You're not going to see pitchers go. I mean, you rarely see guys throwing 100 pitches anymore in baseball. these sure. Anyway, but even 90 early on, you're going to see a lot more even good pitchers who are pitching well. 
coming out after five, maybe six innings. And it's sort of being built in. Teams have kind of prepared for this. And so they've got guys around to pitch Mm -hmm. complete innings or even multiple innings. Uh, With the expanded rosters, there's just more guys to go to. So I do think once the rosters shrink and guys are starting to wear and tear in the middle of the season, we're going to start to see those run totals climb and climb and climb. At the beginning, where everybody's fresh and basically what you're you're getting is a fresh new arm after the fifth right. inning every single time out. And once that guy has gone three, and there are weird workarounds too. Like if you just come in to face the last guy of an inning, then uh, you don't have to come out the next inning, stuff like that. Oh, okay, um, right, right, right. They, that managers can just like, hey, if this guy doesn't have it today, I get them out of there as soon as possible. I get creative about it. Um, so early on, I, I do think pitching is going to have the advantage. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And that kind of plays into this. And we're going to have all these aces who I think are really juiced up. Like, you know, the next game, Mets Braves, the first game we talk about from the Friday slate, Mike Soroka against Jacob DeGrom. Obviously, with DeGrom on the mound, you have the Mets as the slight favorites at minus 143. Uh, that seems wise. And the under seven seems like a nice hedge as well here. Yeah, I, I like the under seven more than I ever liked the Mets to win a baseball game. But <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, Jacob DeGrom's a phenomenal pitcher, but they have proven almost an impressive ability to lose games in which he pitches seven innings. Now, they have a, they've addressed the bullpen a little bit there, but the Mets have also gotten a lot of bad early news. It, it you know doesn't directly affect them probably in this first game, but they're going to be without some of their best you know, next couple of starting pitchers for a while here. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, you can see them starting to give up game one. They, they should still be favored. I can never bet on the Mets to win, but the under should be good. Yeah. yeah, both those pitchers are really good, and those offenses are not. Yeah, and that's important to point out there is uh, the Mets in Jacob DeGrom's Cy Young season were just, I mean, stu- statistical marvels in their ability to lose games when their yeah. ace pitcher was out on the mound. It's yeah. A guy it's had an ERA of a buck 70 and, and right. won like 10 baseball games. <laughs> Poor guy. truly. <laughs> and yet there's some, somehow they're a, a bit of a betting darling, the Mets. I mean, obviously it's the New York market, but that the Pete Alonso and the Grom and some of that star power as teams yeah. a lot more excited about them in the NL East than they probably reasonably should. Yeah. But, Take the uh, under on the Mets. <laughs> yeah. That's, yes. that's a free one for you. Just take the under. I don't know what they're at. I don't know right. what the line is. Take the under on the Mets. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm surprised to see the Tigers as not bigger underdogs to another betting darling in the Cincinnati Reds. Now, the Reds have Sonny Gray on the mound, and yet they are only, quote-unquote, minus 190 favorites against Matthew Boyd and the Tigers here. I, I don't know what the Tigers will be doing. I know that if you look at their farm system, there's some exciting guys that maybe get called up a little earlier and they have some fun wins here and there, but opening day against Sonny Gray, I don't know. Yeah. um, The the Tigers kind of have that Padres syndrome going a little bit where they're they're kind of the darlings of the off season. They've got a good farm system. They made some moves. They're like, Ooh, they're not content with being terrible, but like going out and so like, Signing a couple of these guys, um, it's it's good and 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 it should be applauded that teams do that. But 
it's not like other sports where you get one really great player and that can change the fortune of your team. But sometimes uh, the public will tend to think so. And so, right. yeah, you know, I, I do like some of their pitching. I do like Boyd, uh, but, and, and Sonny Gray isn't, you know, all, all that You're great. Right. Um, all there. Yeah. 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 Um, and, but I, I actually think the Reds are in a similar spot where they're, a little bit overrated based on their yeah. willingness to go out and make moves and kind of shake right. things up and trade and sign guys. But they make a lot of lateral moves that they end up. <laughs> That's right, Miguel. I it just, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's, it's rough out there. It's, it's been a tough go for Detroit in most of the sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's so, funny how much baseball perception gets increased by like when you add an average everyday regular, but it's like, right. Oh, well, they were supposed to just be rebuilding. They added one average everyday regular. They're trying like, wow, that that's going to add like 20 wins to their season. It's like, eh, I'm not right. sure about that. Yeah. Right. Tommy like, fam. No, Tommy fam's <laughs> a little bit better than that, but still it's, I harp on that so much because it's just the weirdest one to me. Or Tommy fam. He's a solid ball player. Watch him go out and win MVP of the national league and people will be play this back at me. <laughs> I've, I think we we can play it pretty safely that that won't happen. We could bet we might be able to bet on Tommy Pham to win MVP to kind of hedge Drew. You might yeah. be a rich man while also looking stupid. Not not so stupid then, huh? You're gonna say I was gonna say that's a nice way to make that work out. I, yeah, I can exactly. appreciate that. Well, a pitcher you know very well, starting uh, opening day for the Toronto Blue Jays, Hyun Jin Ryu. Against Tampa Bay Rays and Charlie Morton here, Ooh. the Rays being slight favorites, the over/under set at seven. Anything mm. you like here? Anything? Anyone you're bullish about? Another under that I like. Again, I mean, I don't know what the Blue Jays bullpen is like. Uh, mm. The the Rays bullpen is pretty darn good, yeah. and so I could see if if Ryu doesn't go a certain amount of distance, but. Ryu was incredible last year. Uh, I think he's still in a good groove. He takes care of his body really well. Uh, he's a guy that pitches a lot of innings anyway. So I I do like the under in that one with the with the caveat of not know like go out there if you can find some information on how uh, terrible the Blue Jays bullpen is. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I, n neither of those offenses have a ton of firepower. And both of those pitchers are very good. If you're talking about, the, if you're talking about the over-under for the Blue Jays, they uh, don't have a home ballpark. So that is going to make any type of uh, positive impacts, both on offense uh, as well as pitching and just general wins as far as that goes. They, they don't have a place to play. Well, how are we handling this in general? Because I, I would agree. Now, in any other season, I think that would be a massive disadvantage. Right in this season, and what are you guys doing with this, especially once you get to football? I mean, let's keep it baseball for a minute, but this is my question for you, Dre. I mean, yeah, ro road dogs and home favorites, and I mean, if they're playing in, in empty stadiums, does that exist? And and yeah, because I, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't know what kind of impact that's that could either really be a disadvantage for a team or it could rally them in a year like this if you don't have a home ballpark. I don't know. Well and what's interesting is how the sports book adjusts because in European soccer, we have been mining road favorites who maybe aren't getting enough juice because they're on the road, but we're kind of saying who cares? 
it was just an extra train ride, right? It doesn't matter. An extra plane ride. Like, who cares, truly? And we're going to see in baseball how much that affects. And I wonder if the Blue Jays, if this is another factor where maybe not having a home field doesn't really matter for the first week. But then once that starts to wear on you, not being able to get back home yeah. two, three weeks in, then they start to suffer, especially in the, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but in the toughest division, maybe in all sports, in the AL East, where it's really, really hard to survive, the attrition just gets to you over time. So that's an interesting one to point out that I think we do want to monitor over time, Patrick, on that yeah. is how are they affected by not getting that that rest and trips from home and what have you. Um, Aaron Nola's on the mound for the Phillies going against the Marlins and Sandy Alcantara. Boy, it's hard to make sense of the Marlins. Over, under, set in eight and a half. The Phillies a healthy minus 205 favorite in this one. Anything you're bullish about, boys? No, it, it, it wouldn't shock me for Alcantara and, and the Marlins to go out and get a game one dub. They looked good the other night against Mike Fultonevich of Atlanta, and they hit three consecutive home runs off of him, uh, a guy who was an all-star uh, starting pitcher, you know, not, not, uh, but a year ago. So, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna win games, you know, re regardless, cause they, they definitely have something to prove. And, you know, in a situation as uh, talking about Toronto, you know, there's this idea, like you said, being away from home, there's going to be a grind that a lot of these young guys haven't really gone through. Grand, again, it's a 60-game grind, but it's still one in which they're out of it. They're getting pummeled by other AL East and NL East clubs, and how do they rebound from that? Whereas the Marlins, I don't know that you have to worry about that quite as much. And, you know, if they have, you know, a little bit less to play for in September, I think you know, Derek Jeter at the top, good old Jeets, is going to say, I, we're not tanking. This this isn't the NBA. We're not trying to get a better lottery pick. I want you guys to be as good as you can possibly be. So let's win some of these games. And it's going to be one where it, it'll go down to the final week and where they could quite possibly, you know, hit that over if, if, if you're looking at those. But overall, again, uh, opening day, uh, I, I like those numbers. That would be a decent little payout. I like that a lot. I secretly, with all the teams like the Reds maybe getting overrated, the Padres, oh. of all the teams, and I, I was anti-Jeter early on for that Stanton trade as much as anyone, but I am more impressed at the direction they're moving in, especially considering some of the tough circumstances they had, of course, with the loss of uh, their star, their ace pitcher, and the, the, oh. the building block of that entire franchise. Um, I, I like that. I like our first uh, our first true upset on this opening day slate. That's beautiful. Um, Alcantara can sw sling it, too. They got some good yeah. pitching. Oh, we were talking about how the Mets will uh, will screw it all up. Wouldn't it be just right. classic for the Marlins to make an unexpected run and be the actual darling of the NL East? That That's the kind of thing this year, especially now with this expanded you know, playoffs or whatever. Like they, how crazy gonna, is that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's like just coming across. But... Yeah, I could totally see the Marlins making it over the Mets uh, in a year like this. Especially. Yeah, all and of a sudden my obsession the with the Rockies being better than the Padres might matter if they're the second best team in the NL West, and that's yeah. how it comes down to, huh? Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. I think it's probably the, the first time people would actually genuinely root for the Marlins because, you know, they've got two World Ever. Series, and they, they started the same time, same year as the Rockies, yet – 
they had those two World Series and they did it, you know, by by loading up on some big contracts, made some good solid trades, but then immediately it was a fire <laughs> sale. And you go, well, I Both can never times. root for that franchise ever again. They have to get they get a brand new stadium with this atrocious sculpture is, out in left center field, which is oh, no longer there. That is look at exactly. that monstrosity. And you go and you trade away an outfield of Yelich, Ozuna, Stanton, even D Gordon too, who's yeah. Now more of an outfielder, but you know Derek Jeter is now in charge, and you look at some of those deals, and you go, "Hey, Sandy Alcantara, glad we've got you instead of Marcelo Zuna." Sixto Sanchez is a guy; I think he's going to make the the opening day roster. He's a he's yeah. one of the players they received for JT Real Muto. So I think they're young, exciting, and again, they got that New York swagger with with Jeter as as one of the owners. I like it. I'm going to fast forward to an NL West matchup where, again, Chris Paddock on the mound, uh, again, going against Mad Bum here and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And somehow the team with Mad Bum on the mound is the underdog here. Uh, help me make sense of this, fellas. Yeah, this is like two of my preseason predictions coming up against each other because I I think Mad Bum's lost it a little bit. There, there's mm-hmm both the actual numbers and and some peripherals like he could bounce back. Absolutely. And we all know what a competitor he is. And um, I'm not saying he's totally lost it. I'm just saying he's not what he once was. And and those are interesting guys to watch, you know, when, when you're talking about bets, because they've got that name and he almost single-handedly won a world series. And I just, he's not that guy anymore. And I don't know how he's going to respond to all of a sudden calling uh, a ballpark at altitude home. Uh, th- that's going to be very interesting to see. So I actually, as much as I harp constantly on how I don't think the pod- Padres are all that and about how this young pitching is overrated, uh, I like Chris Paddock over Mad Bum in this one. I actually, I like that. Um, <laughs> I got to take that, the Padres. That's how I feel here. Patrick, save us, please. Yeah, I think these are these are two teams that are going to frustrate Rockies fans uh, a lot all year. Oh no, we keep losing him. Damn. We're oh. brothers. They are the lovable younger brothers in a lot of ways to the yeah. Rockies. It's it's funny how some Rockies fans. Hmm. No, just a brutal. Just um, brutal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right, but Drew, fine. To finish the I thought, guess, I think uh, that Patrick was making. Nothing to do. I, yeah, it just, it's, they're, both of those teams are, are going to be frustrating around all season. Um, I don't think either of them are as good as some of the national audiences do, but I don't think they're going to be terrible by any means, which is going to make them frustrating all year. Um, but in, in that particular amount, over the course of the season, I think the Diamondbacks will be better than the Padres in that particular matchup. Uh, I just, I like, I like Chris Paddock to come out and, and try to, uh, he's the one guy on the Padres. I sort of buy into, I think he's going to be legit. The rest of them. I, mean, I like Tatis too. You just can't. Right. Right. And he doesn't pitch. We should point out he, yeah. he is not starting for them. Um, well, uh, one thing I know you don't like is cheating in baseball and Sorry. could local kid, Marco Gonzalez, starting for the Mariners, beat those horrendous cheaters 
for the Astros, who sadly have Justin Verlander on the mound and are thus massive favorites. The line set at eight and a half. <laughs> Anyone oh, feeling the dog? In the local I, wanted, kid? I, want, I wanted to take it. I wanted to be like, yeah, they're going to be in their heads. It's going to be, you know, a little different. But who'd you say was pitching? Uh, Verlander. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, way to way to really hold the ass throws to it MLB and give them the tough test of the Seattle Mariners on their opening day. Boy, that's a, that's a great one. Thanks a lot. Run the gauntlet to open it. <laughs> yeah, geez, Louise. All right, one. Yeah, go ahead, Patrick. No, yeah, that's that's one you almost want to stay away from because mm-hmm. uh, you you could go and take the long shot and say, all right, you're gonna get a nice decent payout for the Mariners if if the Fort Collins product, as you mentioned, Marco Gonzalez can twirl a gem against the Astros, but. You know, the odds-on favorite is Justin Verlander. If anyone's going to be ready after a three-week spring training, it's going to be Justin Verlander. So he shouldn't have any problem, and, and that's not going to win you quite as much money. So that's just kind of one where eh, it, it doesn't really do anything for you either way. Right, and if you're bullish on the on the Astros, you could take him to win by over one-and-a-half runs, and you're getting a lot better value at minus 148. So if you wanted that, but I agree. Sure. There, there's be- better value to be had out here so probably a smart stay away out here in the al central the twins with jose barrios going against the white Sox, another of these off-season darlings who are starting lucas jolito here this is almost an even line with the twins getting just slightly more value at minus 112 this is kind of the last one before i want to switch gears and get into some of the fun lines we can bet on with the rockies on friday these two teams are going to fight tooth and nail all season long. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think the Twins are, are, are head and shoulders above the rest of that division. Uh, I, I Spoiler, I, I think they can even go to the World Series. I, I would have said that even in a 162-game season. Uh, yeah. Lucas Giolito is, is, is nice. Dare I say he's noise. So nice. in this in this nice. opening day matchup, I mean, it, it really could go either way. You really just want to watch these guys for the entire season. But um, I, I'm, I'm going to have to take the Twins there to win one on the road at, at, at guaranteed rate field because I just think that Bomba squad and everything that Josh Donaldson brings to that organization uh, and gives them a swagger and, and a lot more legitimacy with all of those young guys that they have in that lineup along with Nelson Cruz, yes. But they they are just going to have that swagger. I think we're going to see that immediately opening day. So I would I would take the Twinkies. Yeah, that's one of those off-season darling teams that's graduated to legit playoff contender yeah. and, and now has become a sneaky World Series contender. So mm-hmm. I like that. Minus 112, though, that's a nice one. And the over-under set at 8, which maybe with this uh, pitching duel, you like the under, but... Yeah. Boy, that Twins lineup is uh, no joke. Um, yeah. So, yeah, before we switch gears and I'm going to we're, we're going to talk Rockies and see if there's any any other of these uh, bets we like. And I'm going to give you some interesting data that the good folks at DraftKings have provided me with uh, how the public is betting on some of these lines and futures. And surprisingly, the Rockies are in the mix more than you'd think. You know, shout out to our sponsor, our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, really the app that makes this possible, not just because they sponsor the show, but because they provide all these lines, all these great props. We talked about a great one with you guys where you you bet on 
your team to win in one of these opening series, and then you'll get $5 for every home run. You can get that odds boosted at the sportsbook right now. My favorite one, a, a free free money out there, is a max $25 bet you put on any 2019 All-Star to hit a home run this uh, opening day or on Friday. So uh, you need any okay. 2019 All-Star to hit a home run. Think of that first game the Rockies played with Nolan Arenado, David Dahl. Both those guys went yard. That would be free money right there. And you can do that with any 2019 All-Star. So DJ LeMathieu hits a home run and it makes you sad. Then you remember, oh, no, I just made $25. So I just doubled my money. So there you go. Uh, the the good folks at DraftKings Sportsbook, they, they, they do everything for us. And uh, really, if you're not on there, I frankly don't know what you're doing. So please check them out, support them because they support us. And Rudo, give me the give me the graphic on the screen. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to a thousand dollars. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to a thousand dollars. Don't forget. Enter code DNVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus required 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, boys. Beautiful. Now the Rockies, we have nothing but good lines in this. Herman Marquez going against Lance Lynn. The Texas Rangers, slight favorites at minus 136. Rockies at plus 120. I don't know how you guys feel about Lance Lynn. That seems like good value to me on the Rockies side, especially given how these preseason summer training uh, matchups have gone. You can also take the Rockies over three and a half runs at minus 141. That seems like decent value to me, given how they've been hitting the ball. You can also take the Texas Rangers at four and a half runs over under, uh, you know, Colorado Rockies to score first and win. That's a bet out there. If you feel bullish about will the line be, will the runs be odd or even by, by the end of this? If you want to bet on the amount of total runs in the first inning or the second inning, you can do all of that. We can have nothing but fun with this Rockies game. How do you guys see this matchup playing out? I can't believe it's actually here. Pinch me. I, 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 I really, I, I can't believe it's three. Is it yet? It, <laughs> it'll happen, right? No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I like the Rockies in this one to to do a lot of that stuff. Honestly, it's. I think they come out focused. They've been. The hitting has been good all summer camp. It was really good in spring training. Uh, I think it's just they're locked in. Nolan's where he needs to be. Um, he, I, I think Marquez is, is uh, we've talked about, going to have a very, very big year. So, yeah, I think this has all the makings of we've seen them playing well, of a big game, a big win on opening day for the Rockies. Yeah, I, I like a W also for Colorado. You know, Lance Lynn, is, is pretty nice himself. You know, was fifth in the Cy Young last year in the American League after uh, a strange 2018 where he, he bounced around uh, between the Twins and Yankees and was uh, had an unfortunate, you know, situation with, with free agency when 
No one comes knocking at your door when you're clearly a number one, number two starter. Well, he goes out and proves that he's an ace last year with the Rangers. Rockies, again, got got two straight wins uh, against the Rangers at Globe Life Field. So I, I think they're going to keep that going, and, and ju they're just going to stay in a rhythm with all those left-handed bats at the bottom of the lineup. And I uh, really hope that kind of Ryan McMahon uh, pulls out of this just brief little two-game slump where he struck out, I think, four times uh, between those two games. So uh, I think he'll be all right. And ultimately, as he long as Colorado... He also had a ball 450 feet in the one at that where he didn't strike yes. out. This <laughs> just, is true. In, in case you're just for the record. See, yeah. that's a, for me, that's a slump for him. If he's only hitting... Right. If he's only going one for six, <laughs> right? But right. but I think once they get into that bullpen, the the Rockies have that much better of a shot, and and I yeah. think they're gonna I think they're gonna continue uh, to roll and 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 definitely pick up a dub on on Friday night. Yeah, they saw a lot of pitches in those two games. They are mm -hmm. like they're clearly have been meetings, <laughs> and these guys are they're just they're seeing pitches, and I think that that was specifically built to combat the road problems they've had throughout their entire history. And we we talked to Nick Groke on our podcast about that, and they've got a new pitching machine and all kinds of cool stuff they're doing for out on the road. But ultimately that's going to also in the season where guys aren't going as deep. And as Patrick said, that's going to get you into that bullpen a lot sooner in both of these games. The Rockies have just seen a ton of pitches yeah. and it's, it's, it's going to bode well for them. Line <laughs> set at over at over under set at eight and a half. What are, uh, I mean, it's a nice pitching matchup, so maybe the unders juicy here. But boy, the offense has looked so good for the Rockies. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really like that one way or the other. Um, honestly, I, I, I would stay away from the over under because I could see it becoming a bit of a battle between Marquez and Lynn and the bullpens deciding it, and it just being yeah. that one guy, and and that's where Patrick and I are probably banking on that one guy who blows it being a Rangers pitcher. Um, oddly enough, the Rockies bullpen is better than the, the Rangers bullpen. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's kind of one of those KBO matchups where you go, look at the starting pitchers. There's no how how are they going to eke out eight runs? And yeah. then you get to the you know seventh inning, and you're like, okay, this team had a seven run rally, and you're like, that just blew that one out of the water. So it very well could be that. I do think we're going to hit the under here, at least on opening day. Um, we got a little bit of a feel. There has been a couple home runs that went out of, of Globe Life Field, but it is a larger stadium. Yeah. And and I think some of what you know we heard from those two games was just the emptiness of there not being any fans because there were so many balls that just sound like they were struck so well. And they were just these like, you know, routine fly balls. And there are also balls that, would have normally gone out last year than Rangers announcers had discussed that. Like, uh, Joey Gallo, that would have been out last year at, you know, maybe four or five left center and, and it didn't didn't quite carry uh in in the the, the, the alleys there at, at New Globe Life Field. So, you know, a couple homers by the Rockies, but opening day, you know, the pitchers are gonna be a little bit more locked in. So I think we might see the under, but Drew, you're you're not wrong in thinking, uh, just stay away. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I like it. And now um, I, I have some reporting to do for you because DraftKings tells us, you know, how the public's been both placing money and placing percentage of bets. And when the odds opened up and, you know, the 60-game season was announced, the top five has remained unchanged for how bettors have placed. Yankees at plus 400, the number one most bet on, with the Mets at plus 20 to 1 second, then Dodgers, then Rays than Phillies. So we've had the same top five since then. After 
but since the update in in late June, now the Rockies have jumped into the top eight as one of the most mm. bet on teams to win the World Series. Um, this is any team, and the Rays, the Reds have also jumped up there. The Braves are in that mix. The White Sox have jumped up in that mix, and the Cubbies just ma- barely make the top ten. But so you know, we were saying that we don't think the Rockies will win the world series, but it's good value and it might lead to a good buyout. Obviously the, the, the people, the betting public seems to be with us that, you know, they are being underrated. The public perception is a bit off on a team that has made the playoffs in two of the last three years. And now we'll have an even better shot at making the postseason. I think there's two reasons for that. One is the most obvious, the listeners and the fan base of DNVR bets have heard you guys loud and clear, banging the drum, and they know where to make a good bet. That's the obvious one. Of course. The second one would be the fact that the Rockies have a lot of high-profile ballplayers. You know, mm-hmm. we're here smack dab in the middle of the country, so, yet if you ask fans from the coast, they can rattle off Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, David Dahl, Charlie Blackman. They're knowing, oh, Ryan McMahon, they're picking him up in their their fantasy leagues. They're seeing what John Gray has been doing consistently, Mm -hmm. and they say, you know what? I don't think we need to stay away from these Rockies pitchers. So I think there's that element to it. And you got the Diamondbacks who just recently had Goldschmidt and Greinke, A.J. Pollock. All those guys are gone. Padres are still young, but what have you done for me lately? They also have seen guys like Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer go from team leaders that hit 30 homers, 100 RBIs consistently every year, and now, the, again, the, the cavernous Petco Park have really, you know, kind of just reduced their numbers offensively. And the Giants are the Giants right now, for better or worse, and, and they're just kind of on the Mostly way out worse. with some of their notable names. Right. So <laughs> when you look at that, you go, all right, fine, the Dodgers are going to win the division, but all you got to do is get into the postseason. And if anybody has that kind of excitement, if anyone has that juice, it's go- yeah. again, it's going to be the Colorado Rockies. And I think it makes a lot of sense why they would have crept up into that top 10 because people, you want to make money. You don't want to just be right. You want to be right and yeah. increase your, your cash and, and have yes. a higher profitability. And so the Rockies are that, that way to go right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I've given you the data. We've gone through a ton of lines for the next two days. Any other bets that are out there in the MLB world that uh, that sound great to you guys before we jump off? If the answer is no, that's fine. We will send the listeners to that great podcast uh, on DNBR Rockies. Subscribe to that feed and check that out with Ryan and I both on there talking about an hour with all the different futures lines and what have you. Yeah, we had three different 100-to-1 bets that, again, if you go back and listen to our DNVR Rockies podcast, you'll hear that. But when I went back to double-check to see if there was anything I missed, I actually had one that was a little bit higher than that, 125-to-1. This this mm-hmm. just struck me again, much like uh, a Corey Klubel pick or a Dallas mm-hmm. Keuchel pick to win mm-hmm. the AL Cy Young, guys who've done it already and are kind of getting themselves back in form. Yeah. And Mr. Joey Votto. Now, it's been a decade since he's won an MVP. It was in 2010. Um, but, you know, eight different times he's had MVP votes. He was second in MVP voting as recently as 2017. Six times he's been in the top 10. And if you're a believer in this Reds team, you know, they got Eugenio Suarez. He's kind of the guy now. But he's going to be protecting Joey Votto. You also have Mike Moustakis, Nicholas Castellanos. 
So you have a lot of names there to surround Joey Votto in. And again, if the Reds catch fire, I think Joey Votto is going to be the most logical guy that you kind of give him the credit for. And all he needs to have is that one little resurgent year. He's done it already. He's looking to kind of, you know, calcify himself as a Hall of Fame dude. And this could be his season to do it in a short 60-game stretch. So if you believe in the Reds, you say, well, after Eugenio Suarez, why not yeah. Joey Votto? It yeah. very well could be that. And again, at 125 to one, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna give you some serious bank and cover yep. any wrong bets that you might have anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure is. Okay, then let's close it out on this: any pitcher to record 110 or more strikeouts. Because looking at the top 10, I kind of talked myself into this because the top guys are averaging so they're they're so close to basically what we're asking is out of 12 starts, you give me, you know, basically 10 Ks per outing, which I know is asking a lot. But those elite guys, guys do that. There are 10 guys in this league that could pull that off. Am I crazy for thinking the yes is a nice bet here? I know. Is it a hundred strikeouts or a hundred ten? Hundred and ten. Hundred and ten. Because it was a uh, hundred. Yeah, when it was a hundred, I I really liked it. One ten. Justin Verlander was the guy at a hundred, partially because again, well, Degrom back injuries, so you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You want to mm-hmm. stay away from a question mark. Max Scherzer, ho, ho, baby. But you know what? What about the fact that every every three innings. Max Scherzer is not going to have the opposing pitcher coming up in that in that batter's box, so that's gonna that could reduce his numbers yeah, right there yeah. just a little bit. It could be just enough. We don't know. And again, Justin Verlander has has done it in the American League, and and he's he's hit that mark in two of the last three years. And and if anyone's going to do it, and if anyone's going to be ready by opening day, it would be Justin Verlander. Anybody else? I think a lot would have to happen. It could happen. It could. But I don't know who that guy is if it's not Justin Verlander. Okay. Love it. Thank you, fellas. I I, I love you and appreciate this so much. And I'm so GD excited for some baseball. I, right. I know I have to say that because I'm on this podcast, but it could not be more genuine. We'll see you tomorrow at the watch party or maybe not. But anyways, come join us at the watch party. Follow the MVR Rockies. Baseball is back. Rejoice, people. Have some fun. Love you, Cheers. Papa.